Welcome to Parsha in Progress. I'm Abigail Pogrebin, author of My Jewish Year. And I'm Rabbi Dov Linzer, president of Yeshivat Chovevei Torah Rabbinical School. And we are two very different Jews talking about the same Torah together. Hello, Dov Linzer. Hey, Abby. We are talking about going forth today. Lech Lecha. <laughs> Say it, say it. Lech Lecha. Thank you. Which actually, I have to say, is my bar mitzvah parasha. Oh, well, that, that Very is great meaning for us all. <laughs> so Lech Lecha, mean, translate that for us. Lech means go. Lecha means for you. And that's an interesting second word. You know, what do you mean go for you? Rashi says it means, well, this ultimately is going Rashi to be... Rashi is the medieval Rashi, commentator. Medieval, French commentator. French 12th century, classic commentator on the Bible. And he says In the middle means, of every Talmud page. Exactly. And he says it means... Go for your sake. Ultimately, this is going to be hard. God is telling Abraham, leave your father's house, leave your family, leave your homeland, go to this new land that you don't know about. But ultimately, this will be better for you. So let's just talk about where we are, like like who's going where. We right. have God instructing Abram. It's not Abraham yet. Right. Good point. Good correction, Abby. Contextualize. What are we coming out of yeah, going into? Yeah, so there were 10 generations after you know Noah came out. There was Noah the whole, was really drunk. Right. There was so, so much for humankind not sinning anymore. Then there was the Tower of Babel, another big sin. Um, but things aren't as bad, it seems, as they were you know, in the period leading up to the flood. And then we hear that there's this person, Abraham, as you say, not Abraham yet, um, and his father, Terach, and he's moving his father and he are going with his family towards the Torah as the land of Canaan. Doesn't even tell us why. That's Canaan. Canaan, for... right, which ultimately it becomes the land of Israel. And then last week's parasha just ends. It says, you know, they stop before coming there. And then uh, this week's parasha opens up that out of nowhere, God says to Abraham, go lech lecha to the land that I will show you. So let's you. actually make... read the verse. It's we're in Genesis 12, 1. Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto the land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and be thou a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and him that curseth thee will I curse. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed." So Abram went as the Lord had commanded him. <laughs> this is the Debbie Friedman song. I see you're channeling Debbie Friedman. I yes. am. So I'm channeling yes. her very badly, which is it's a good thing that there are other people. Who, but also, I think a refrain of that song is about "You shall be for a blessing." You right? shall be a blessing. <laughs> right, right. I think that idea of "you'll be a blessing." I don't know. Do you see that playing out in Abraham's life? Well, I certainly think there's going to be riches at the end of the rainbow, but there's a long way to go. But there is a blessing, I think, in just what he's been kind of tasked to carry. And he's going to suffer along the way, but he's making a people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah. that's, there's, there's blessing in that. And doesn't he also then argue with God um, right. on behalf yeah. of people exactly. you know, when God's going to destroy Sodom and, G and Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah? I mean, there's leadership there. Right. He's not this like blind follower. Noah just knew how to follow rules. Well, Abraham. he's a blind follower when he agrees to take his son to be... <laughs> yes, that was Killed. last year as Parsha Braga. But it's the same guy. But in general, right, he really is self-driven, you know? And look, he starts going to the land of Canaan before God even commands him. So I think that that helps us get a sense. But I do want to share a, one of the most powerful uh 
teachings on this that I read in I read from the Sfat Emet, which is the, the commentary of the first Gerer Rebbe, the Hasidic Rebbe of Gur. And he said, asked this question, why was Abraham chosen? Of all people in humanity, why did God choose Abraham? And he says, God did not choose Abraham. God did not just say, Lech Lecha, go to Abraham. He says, God said, Lech Lecha, to all of humanity. And Abraham was the only one who heard it. So oh, I to love me, that. that is like, oh my God. Like, how, what, how would we imagine that there's this divine mandate, you know, being issued? And what, is it, what do we have to do to tune into it? And then he goes on and he says Well, it also, before yeah. you go on, it means that any one of us could be an Abraham and could listen for that. Right. In, in some way. Like, what are we called for? And maybe it isn't about what we've accomplished or earned. I, exactly, exactly. And he says that. He says, not only that day. He says, every single day, the call of Lech Lecha goes out to humanity. And we have to be prepared to hear it. And I think, as you said, exactly. What that lech lecha means, that's maybe the lecha for you, you know, what that... What should you go forth and what do? What should you go forth and do is different for each person, but we have to be listening for it. I love that. There also is a sense, though, of us needing a leader mm. that I think is interesting, like that we couldn't have the rest of the story unless we have Abraham. And in some way, again, it's it's what we can't do it on our own, even though it's in all of us. Mm. We right. kind of need a rabbi in some way. <laughs> right, right. There are the people that actually, you know, are the, are the trailblazers, right, that most people are not prepared to be at least that degree of an Abraham. Maybe we can, in little ways in our lives, listen to the Lech Lecha, but there are very few individuals that can be an Abraham. So I think that, that one of the things that maybe has not turned against us but been used against us is this idea that we feel entitled to the land mm. because of these verses. Right. Um, and obviously many more, but particularly this idea that we were predestined mm -hmm. for a place. Right. And that is a divine kind of decision and right. mandate. And so we are trying to fulfill it. That, that is in a Torah out? that many people don't live by. Right. I mean, as soon as Abraham enters the land, you know, he, God says, all the land that you see, I will give it to you and to your descendants. And that is consistently repeated through Breshit, you know, in the first book of the Torah. And it's repeated today. Right. Absolutely. This is the land that God has promised 20. us. And people use that to, you know, dictate their politics, to defend, you know, actions that other people would think are unjustified, immoral, violence, and so on, all because God promised us this land. And some people say, you're Meshuggah. Right. Like, <laughs> you are believing that this story, a made-up story, the Torah, there is not a verifiable text. Right, but I think the more powerful from where I stand response is, even if it is a divine promise, that doesn't give you license to act in ways that go against, you know, your own safety and security, that do violence onto other people. But what do you mean by that? Well, going back a few so you're decades. you're saying well, even if you believe that God promised the land, right, that does not give you license to act in ways that violate morality and halacha. And I think that's a core message of traditional Judaism. Like, we're not biblical Jews. We're like rabbinic Jews or halachic Jews. And that means we don't live in this world of divine promises. We live in owning responsibility for our actions. But when some say like it's a given, and I know you don't want to get political, but we can annex the West Bank. Right. <laughs> because. God commanded it right. to us. Right. So I will tell you, going back a few decades, when the, the whole issue about giving back the Sinai, and some rabbi says, oh, you can't give back one inch of the land. This is the most important value. This is the divinely promised land. And this great rabbi 
rabbi, Rabbi Ovadia Yosef, who was the head of the, the chief Svarty rabbi. You're dropping a lot of rabbis' names. Uh, what can I tell you? So what did he <laughs> These say? These are my pals. Anyway, he said, you're totally wrong. He says, we have a halachic mandate of protecting life, being concerned for our own security, and that is much more uh, obligates us than the divine promise. If God but wants wait, this- Wait, that, that could square with the divine promise. When we're trying to have security, that means why we need more of this territory. Okay, but, you know, Rabbi Salvatic once, when this issue came up, said, you, when you want to make a, a decision about do you give back land or not give back land or so on, he says, you do not ask a rabbi. You ask the generals and you ask the politicians and you ask the people who know whether that is in the country's best interest or not. So that is what he was saying. We first have to determine, put the divine promise aside. We have to determine, is this in our best you know, interest? In other security. words, it might keep us safe to give exactly some land. And if God wants us to this divine promise to be fulfilled, that's God's responsibility. Our responsibility is to live a life of morality and of halacha. So effectively, what he was saying that is from a halachic perspective, our prime responsibility is to the people and not to the land. And so the people are safe because some land is given up. Right. That is a higher calling, higher mandate. And the divine promise isn't a mandate. That's for God to see whether it gets fulfilled or not. That's not for us. And what do you think about that personally? That totally speaks to me. You know, I am, this is the reason I love halacha, because I think halacha is not, we're going to take these broad religious ideas and just live them in a vacuum, live them in a vacuum and not care about who we're impacting or affecting. We're going to have to own the messiness of our lives and the contradictory demands and navigate them with a full sense of responsibility for the choices that we make. But many people would say they think of halacha as being kind of, immovable and kind of not necessarily ossified. That's a derogatory <laughs> term. But it, it is what it is. It tells us the land is ours. So that's that's where we come out. Yeah, but again, that's not halacha. That's a, a religious, you know, divine promise. And that's not, we're not biblical Jews. We're rabbinic Jews. We're halachic Jews. To me, that's the Judaism I believe in. Shabbat shalom, Dove. Shabbat shalom, Abby. Parsha in Progress is written and hosted by Abigail Pogrebin and Rabbi Dove Linzer. The show is produced by Shira Telushkin and executive produced by Josh Cross and Tablet Magazine. Our music is by Blue Dot Sessions. We'd be so grateful if you'd head over to iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It helps more people find us. You can also write or fetch to us at this email, Parsha in Progress at tabletmag.com. Thanks for listening.